0: Welcome to Cruxcast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with Kel Nielsen. He's the CEO of Manhattan Corp. It's a relatively new gold exploration story on the ASX assets in New South Wales. He talks through their plans for this year. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation, their plans, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com. Do go and have a look. Uh, If You also will find company reports on there, uh, detailed analysis from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. There's training videos on there to help you with your diligence. There's also summaries of other interviews that we've done just to save you a bit of time. And of course, if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, safe environment without trolling, abuse or judgment, go to cruxinvestor.com. club Cal, how are you doing, sir? Very good. Good to have you on the show. So you've got, we've got a, another new story. We've not met before, or spoken for so. I'm, I'm looking forward to this one because you boys are mm. kind of kind of just newish. We'll call you newish. Um, <clears throat> so uh, where are you?
1: Where in the world are you? So we're running a project called Tibber It's located in the far northwest corner of New South Wales. Um, Beautiful dry part of the world. Um, it's about 300 kilometres north of Broken Hill at the at the most, and probably about 120 kilometres in the southern part from Broken Hill. All sealed road all the way up there, and mobile service to boot. So really great little area to be at the moment.
0: Fantastic. Nice that's, that's where my my family are from. Um,
1: so do you are you based there or? Elsewhere. Oh, so Manhattan's based out of uh, Lovely Perth in Western Australia gotcha. uh, okay. at the moment. So, mm-hmm. and um, but we're not in normal times. It's quite an easy day flight just into Broken Hill and then straight up the road. So it's a uh, well serviced mining city in the south, uh, and it's it's a great place to be. And it's a great place to work.
0: Okay, fantastic. Hey, well, look, um, you've kind of given us a. A little bit of overview of where, where it's at. Can you give us a sort of one minute overview of what the company is and what you're trying to do? And then I'll pick it up from there.
1: Yeah. So, so Manhattan acquired the, the project last year, uh, April last year. And in that stage, we've, we've kicked off three drill programs in 2020, which has seen basically the share price move from oh, about half a cent to over two and a half to three cents now. And our market cap significantly improved. But what the project was, was, it, was an extremely unique opportunity that was brought to us uh, by us from Jens Volko, who's ex Regis um, Resources, exploration manager for there. And he had this privately with another, quite a few other groups and they walked into this place as a, as a emerging orogenic gold system, which um, had lots of historic gold mining. It was the last gold filter discovered in New South Wales. And it had very, very little exploration done on it today. It, and it was it was fairly unknown. Like, I actually went to university in New South Wales and um, we didn't look past Broken Hill, so we never looked up there. Um, and it just emerged from that. So they they stitched together and because it was privately held, it just never went anywhere. So we, we did the acquisition. Jens came on board as a director. And it's a simple thing where we put together the orogenic gold belt. We control over 200 kilometres of the... Mineralized structure within the region and about 2,000 square uh, square kilometers of exploration ground with not a lot of greenfield waste in that area as well. And it's a simple system. It's what Jens did at Duketon, which was walk in, you start working up the structures, and hopefully you walk out similar to what Regis did, eight million ounces later. And that's where we sort of sit. So we started last year and we're getting some good results from
0: that. Simple as that. Walk in. Eight million ounces later, walk out. would be nice. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? That'd would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> starting, but. exactly. Uh, that's what I want to get into, Cal. Is understanding your plan for delivering that? Okay, because that's you know, as you say, not much work done there. There's a bit of drilling you did last year. What about eight thousand meters or so? So, um, talk to talk to me about the what information you had before you kind of put the asset and, and your shell together.
1: So, so when we walked in there, the the amount of drilling was probably limited to less than 3,000 metres of drilling, right. uh, which is run primal areas, some small-scale RAB and RC and diamond work over, over ooh, probably about a decade, uh, and it showed potential, especially around some of the old mining centres, uh, and they, they never sort of got followed up and, and it just sat there being underfunded and, and not really moving for a while. So, when we moved in, it was it was a pretty simple thing. Is we see that the project needs um, drilling. It's not conceptual in nature. It just needs to be drilled a lot of it, and that's what we've been doing since. So we've today we've drilled we drilled probably about fifteen thousand meters last year. We're looking at increasing that to thirty thousand meters uh, the first half of this year, plus and uh, and just basically chasing the obvious gold targets that exist in the northern area at the moment so and and then start moving through to the southern corridor as you can so I mean so, obviously there's about
0: finding contained metal in the ground and orogenic you know there's lots of orogenic projects around the world so how do you come up this like you, you you're gonna drill which is great so you've set yourself a budget I mean, so you've raise you raise some capital talk talk to me about how you've the, the the plan and how you're going to fund it.
1: Well, at the moment, we, so the drilling that we're doing at the moment, we we ended up with about three point four million in the last quarter. We on the current program, we're spending about two million of that. That leaves us about one point four in the in the kitty. Uh, obviously, being an exploration company, you're going to look at funding at some stage. But at the moment, we're funded, and the results we're getting, we actually see us re-rating often to. Uh, to access those capital markets going forward. Yeah, uh, so well, there is money available to us, but <clears throat> we just haven't really hit the uh, the go button on any of that because we're quite happy where we're sitting.
0: Right. So it's a very positive gold environment, obviously, especially in Australia with a exchange rates, etc. So um, you you've got to time this right. I mean, mining is as much about timing it above the ground as it is drilling under the ground. So. It, what what pace are you deciding to move forward at? I mean, what, what are you looking to try and discover before you go and raise more capital?
1: Oh, look, we we're, we're, we've got a two prong approach at the moment. We're still aggressively drilling um, the area known as New Bendigo, and that's still growing as a size and a resource. We're focusing on the high grade aspects at New Bendigo, um, where we we're drilling thirty meters at four in that previously near surface. And that included um, five metres at 20. We've got another thing where we've got uh, seven metres at 18, pretty shallow as well. And there's a whole lot of higher grade hits in there. So that's one thing that we're growing. We're trying to grow that higher grade uh, components to the new Bendigo mineralisation. And up the road from the New Bendigo, there's another thing which it's actually like a clone of the new Bendigo gold field, gold workings. And we call it actually clone of that, and that's never been drilled, so we've got some focus on that coming in too. So it's about expanding the size at the moment to then maybe bring on the resource um, because we haven't delineated the – it's still open in all directions, and so we haven't delineated the size yet. The other thing is, external to those areas, there's still um, old mining areas which haven't been touched, and, and we need to go and do some further more preliminary exploration on those things and, and maybe get some drill, drilling rigs on that. So one there's the old Pioneer working systems up to the far north, which is about 20 kilometres north of New Bendigo. And that's an old mining area with an old stamper battery system located on it. And that had some good drilling previously, which hasn't been really followed up as well. So lots of potential, and that's just in the northern area. Yeah. So but I mean, but...
0: See when I, when I was reading through. So when we're doing the research here, we're seeing all these like headline grabbing numbers, these sort of high grade numbers, mm-hmm. which in Orogenic you know, it can happen. But it's the the the, the lower grade bulk stuff also helps. So what yes. are you starting to see there? Because the, you know these these high grade head, eye catching headlines are one thing to kind of get people attracted to the story, but the reality of what you're trying to build is probably something a little bit more. Fundamental than that. So, what what do you think it is that you're trying to build here?
1: So to give you a good example of that is um, is the new Bendigo drilling that's been done today. So we went back in and did some diamond drilling just in uh, late last year. Those holes are in the lab now, waiting assay. Uh, the, the, the The aspect of that was what we see at New Bendigo. within the main zone at New Bendigo. It's six hundred meters long. It's it's so it's four loads. It's you know, it's, it's five, 10 metres wide, depending on which way you cut it. Um, but it has an overall low-grade aspect of about one, one and a half grams of shallow oxide and everything. But then it has, which I, I feel is quite similar to these orogenic systems, such as, you know, um, such as what you see in Newfoundland and down and, um, and probably in Fosterville and everything else, these multi-zonal epige- epigenic orogenic systems. is And what you sort of see is there's a high grade component to that. So, and that's generally a sort of a cross cutting structure that comes through. And that was the target of the diamond drilling last year. And those holes look quite good. Um, but obviously, we're waiting those assays. And that will bulk up that lower grade envelope, which will give us our tons. And then we'll move forward and hopefully we'll get the ounces with the increase in grade. But it's, it's still growing. So, we've been drilling on the same system about 4K south of it. We're drilling a bit further to the north of it and we're just going to keep following that up as well. So it'll just keep growing.
0: Okay. So you've not spent much money to date, you're going to have to raise some some capital uh, at, at some point, I assume later this year. Because again, coming back to my point about, you're gonna, you kind of got to hit these cycles right um, and get the money while it's there and the money at the moment is going to be cheaper, uh, well, it's going to be relatively cheap um, for you. so. Again, how how do you come at the market? What do you think you need to go back to the market with when you're raising capital from from this drilling that you're doing, and you're still going to carry on doing?
1: Oh, look, it's we're we're funded for this initial bit, and then we're obviously going to see when the data starts coming through, we're going to see the step up in activity, and that's going to be where we're going to need funding coming through. And we we don't see that as being late this year. We probably see that being more towards the first half of this year. Um, there's, there's no rush for it, but we will bring forward because we're going to be busy and we're going to need to spend. And that is really a result driven process that we're just following through.
0: Right. And you've got a reasonably large land package there. And you've mentioned multiple targets already. And you're a geo, right? You're going to get excited about the yeah. technical. Here, but you're also CEO, do you remember? (laughs) You're also CEO. So you kind of got that balance right between, you know, having a little amount of information on a lot of targets or honing in on something that you can come back to market with. So again, just just again, talk through your plan how you expect to, you know, get into this first half of this year before you go and raise capital. Yeah.
1: So so the northern part of the package uh, is obviously much more drill-ready, so it's, it's more costly to explore and everything else. because Obviously, uh, having the machines out there, we're spending more money. As we move south, there's a lot more um, preliminary work that needs to be done. I, I sort of equate it back to Western Australia in the 1980s. Pretty simple thing. You went out there, you did your geochemistry, you got some anomalies, you went through with some cheap geochemical drilling, and then you came in with the RC rigs and therefore then you've got a resource and you mind. it. It's pretty simple sort of stuff. Um, We're not looking at deep conceptual targets undercover um, where, you know, it's $300,000 for a hole or something like that. We can go and drill a hell of a lot, $300,000, and test it. And if it doesn't come up, we move on to the next one. And that's where we see the southern area. It's got a low spend footprint for probably the first six months of this year. And then, as we build those things up, then we'll move more, move that more into the drilling, and that's where that financing would probably come in, right? As well. So, but the north is going to keep us busy.
0: Yeah, for, yeah, for sure. Um, and you know, you mentioned in the PowerPoint, you know, some of the southern targets you want to um, look at, to expand the footprint, etc. So yeah, it's all it's all good. Um, tell me about a bit about you, Cal. I mean, where were you before? Is this your first gig as a CEO? Have you built companies up before?
1: No. Oh, look, my my, oh, I've spent ooh, I hate to say it now, 30 years a geologist. So um, I've been around for a bit. Um, my latest sort of stuff is I ran for Placid Dime. I ran all the Wallaby drill-out work and feasibility stuff for them. Um, so, and that was ooh, that was over 7 million ounces in, in just under two years that we pushed pushed out there at Wallaby. And from there, I've moved into, uh, I was in Snowden Consulting for a while to BHP and... Um, and and a few others and then i stepped out with peak resources as an executive director and peak we took offshore so they now have and we generated at that time the naguala rare earths project in tanzania so that's i think it's the largest undeveloped rare earth deposit in the world so moving forward and from there i went up into mongolia as managing director for voyager resources uh gold and copper in mongolia and then um, during that stay, we also um, was part of the team that, that listed uh Coal, which was sold for, to Bamboo for half a billion dollars, and um, also another company called Haranga um, Iron, which didn't do as well, but uh, got sort of caught up with the downslope of the iron ore. So, And from there, I was in... Um, so, highlight probably I was in a couple of other countries, including Myanmar and a few others. But in Senegal, as part of the team to put together the assets that now sit in Chesa, C H uh, Z, and they're doing quite well. at suit. So, before taking on this this gig,
0: what's happening with them, John Sutton, and what's his involvement or role?
1: Oh, well, John's still on our board. So, uh, obviously, with the restrictions of travel and everything else. Uh, since the acquisition it's been very hard to get him over but um, we're still moving forward so yeah.
0: and what was the was that announcement he was offloading some shares I mean should we read anything into that
1: uh no so the announcement for John was more that he was in charge it's going back a little bit from recollection he was in charge of a trust which he was the trustee of and then that he he became um, he was off that as a trustee, so therefore he was no longer controlling those shares. So it was more about a control issue rather than a sale issue. Um, so yeah, worth
0: worth understanding. Okay, it, it, the optics <laughs> didn't look good. I was like wonder, wondering what was
1: happening. No, that like? no. When I saw it, I went. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we, we should word
1: yeah. that differently. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that yeah. Went. It wasn't wasn't well worded, and uh, unfortunately, it sort of went out. Uh, when I was actually in the bush drilling, so I didn't see it before. Right.
0: So obviously hard to get him there. But, um, so where's he, what's he at now? Is, I mean, obviously working remotely is not too difficult these days, but uh, it'd be better to have him on the ground, right?
1: Oh, look, you know, it, it'd be great to get all our directors on the ground and everything else and stuff like that. So, but, you know, Jens has been putting a fair bit of work into us. Uh, and obviously Marcello quicks is pretty tight on the first strings and, and sort of make sure that we're sort of doing the right thing.
0: Now, is everyone is are all the directors focused on this project, or, or do people sit on multiple boards and get distracted by other things?
1: Oh, so this is my main um, thing at the moment. It's Yen's. Jens only sits on this board, and this is all he's doing at the moment. Marcello, as as chairman, has probably a few little hats in, in other things as well, but has a fair bit of time and focus for that. And then we've got a, a secondary team. In the background, such as my exploration manager, who's is probably twenty-five years' experience as a geologist um, working on it, and we're also looking at building that team to start pushing some more works through as well. Right. Okay. This year, were you, were
0: you happy enough with the reaction in the market to your story? You know, because you you've you've you mentioned at the beginning. You're as low as half a cent.
1: Look, I. I I think we'll have a re-rating this year uh, when we start really getting that information out. The half percent is when we did the deal and prior to the first round of drilling, and then you know we've spiked and everything else with the gold price and a few things. But where we're sitting, look, there's comparisons in Victoria which are much much higher than us, um, and obviously we'd like to be probably compared to them, seeing. Um, we're in a better jurisdiction, we have better ground and everything else, and probably some better hits than some of those. Um, but the market is what it is, I guess, so we'll just work with that and, and keep quietly doing what we're doing and getting getting our focus into the ground and keep, keep the project moving. Just
0: don't, just don't quote Fosterville at me. The amount of companies that come
1: on here and go, we're going to oh, I'm Fosterville, gonna quote Fosterville. <laughs> Force well, is very nice, um, but yeah. it is very high grade. It is small, but it's very nice and high grade. Um, look, we're we're a similar system, but you know, I'm not going to compare it to the positive. We have to find it first. Exactly. Hopefully, we're bigger. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. So, like, I mean, I, obviously, 2021 for you is you, you've kind of mapped out that what you're going to focus on, and and I think. You've got some basic yeah, so, pre- preliminary stuff to do and then you're going to get on to drilling. The market doesn't usually react to the preliminary components. They don't necessarily understand the value of it. They understand drilling and drill results. So are, where's the continuous uh, announcements and stories coming from in the first half then?
1: Well, that's that's going to be cranking up. So when we, we're we looking at getting back and drilling, that was planned for, for Feb. Um, it's probably going to be slightly delayed to early March now, mainly because of the the border closures and everything else, which is um, over east, there's a fairly big diverse community mining aspect, which runs between South Australia, Victoria, and New South Wales. So that's been a little bit more complicated, but obviously, unlike, uh, I guess, in England, Australia seems to be settling back down and, and we'll have open borders probably reasonably soon or, or controlled borders. And we'll be able to get going again and, and, and moving with the rigs and uh, we don't have any issues there. Plus, the diamond holes will be out shortly, I would imagine, and that's going to give us some things, and then the follow-up from that. I, the big thing for us is 2020, we're, we're dipping our toes into the water. Uh, 2021, we're actually getting ready to really get in there and have a good swim. So, it's going to be a good year for us. Good. Well,
0: I'd am like to say, it's a new story to so us. I just wanted to one-touch base with you, meet you, and understand what the plans are. And, you know, please come back on and tell us. How are you getting on? Because think investors want to see you tell them what you're going to do and then do what you tell them you were going to do. Simple as that. That's what
1: we, we try to do. Obviously, we've got a lot more planned and there's a lot more in, in the works coming through. There's preliminary assays and that coming shortly and um, we're going to hit those drill rigs pretty quickly and keep that news flowing. So I'm looking forward to a good 2021 from that now.